Hey, hey, and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chris Paco. Boom. We figured a special episode. Let's get crazy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, so here we are. This is a part two of our reaction to the Monkees Live 1967, where we listen, where we talk, where we love and groove on the Monkees Live. <laughs> that we do. Yes, yes. So let's just get right into it, because I think uh, people don't want to hear us. They want to hear us talking over the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, let's get right back to that. It's almost like this, yes. this, this concert has like the longer part mm. we just went through, like a bunch of songs, bunch of hits, bunch of killing you. And then it comes in with like <laughs> each guy gets a solo moment. And then we come in bunch at the end you. with uh, like three rippers, which might have been like the, the encore perhaps, right? Um. Mm, no, nah, I think it's just the end of the show. Maybe they come out and do Step and Stone as the proper encore, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about the last bunch of monkey songs once the thing is over, I think. But we gotta take a minute because they're yeah, they're each gonna launch into a little solo piece. And um I think it is to give the rest of the guys a well, to give everybody a breather of some length. And like Mickey gets to go last because he needs the longest rest probably due to the drumming and singing at the same time that we talked about earlier. <laughs> also, he just also gives her like crazy during his song. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got to run out again and, and like play the drum some more and sing some more, which is nuts. But um, the first of these solo tracks is, uh, and also, by the way, if you only had this record on vinyl or cassette tape, the on the CD version there are four bonus tracks of uh, each of the monkeys' solo piece during the tour. Here, did you know that, Paco? I did not know that. No. There you have it. There. So and, so uh, so each of their like cover solo things are not on the vinyl or cassette. Right. Not long enough. <clears throat> this this is a long record. It is. Yeah, it's an hour long. Yeah, so when CDs came out, they were able to uh, put them on there. I guess CD, CDs were out at the time, but they could not put the whole thing on one CD. No, they couldn't put the whole thing on one like vinyl record or one tape. Yeah, and that makes sense. It's not really a double album length. So like they had to use the CD technology just for this particular purpose. But uh, yeah, and the first one is uh, Cripple Creek, performed by Peter Tork, a traditional arrangement. And uh, what? Is How do you feel about Cripple Creek, Baco? See, I really, I have a soft spot for the banjo. I really do like the banjo quite a bit. <laughs> so, and I like Peter quite a bit. I'm glad he gets his chance to shine and do his thing. Um, you know, but it, it is Cripple Creek, so it's you know, it's, it's like a traditional <laughs> foot stompy, hand clappy kind of song. Yeah, it is what it is. But like. As much as what it means to like uh, us, the monkeys fans, the monkey listeners who like this, when Peter gets a chance to do his thing, this is a, a pretty important tune. If you're into monkeys deep enough to find the uh, the live tracks and things, mm-hmm. it's it's fun to hear Peter play this, and it's very cool he gets to do it on this thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm stoked for it. But yeah, I do wonder how much a 13 year old girl loved Cripple Creek when she seen <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. And, uh, and the next one is uh, You Can't Judge a Book by the Cover, a Bo Diddley tune performed by Michael Nesmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good and one. Michael's, Michael's doing his best uh, Jerome impression. Jerome is uh, Bo Diddley's Maraca man. Yeah. 
And um, who's blowing the who's blowing the harmonica on this? I didn't remember this on the the show, mm-hmm. but I do it's not on know. This. Someone's playing a crazy harmonica. I don't yeah. know what's going on. It's it's but, a it's um, a crazy little take on what's going on here. And of this <laughs> for real. And uh, just as a side note, if you want to hear a little more about Bo Diddley, you can look up a song called Bo Diddley by the Animals. And he gives a little history lesson about uh, what American rock and roll meant to uh, the kids in England at the time. And uh, Jerome gets a mention. And uh, it's a neat little song. Yeah. And Jerome almost gets like, like almost a whole chapter in uh, Mike's book, <laughs> Infinite Tuesday, when Mike's describing the impact Absolutely. That, that Jerome had on him. It's kind of... Uh, it's awesome. It's you wouldn't expect it, but there it, it is. Yeah, it, it added a whole nother layer to this because, like, okay, okay, Mike playing a maracas, cool. Yeah. Like until you know all that, it's like wow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then after that one, we've got "Gonna Build a Mountain," sung by Mr. Davy Jones. Yeah, and this is written by um, Anthony Newley and his partner Leslie Bricus. I'd not listen to this song too often on the record. But these two guys that wrote the song, they're also responsible for uh, the theme from Goldfinger. And uh, Oscar nominated for the score to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. So there's that. That is something else right there. But then uh, the solo acts uh, wrap up with uh, Mickey James Brown Dolan's doing a Ray Charles tune, I Got a Woman. And it's a... It's an incredible Miles Davis, like seven minutes and fifty seconds or something. Yeah, it's a it's an epic, epic dude. Mickey just takes over everything. There's a there's a lot of intro and a lot of uh, oh yeah, uh, you know there's Mickey being Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But um, but all right, whew, all right. That said, are you ready to head on down to Cripple Creek, Paco? Let's do it. Here we all go. Right. Take us away, Mister Peter Tor. All right, you dirty rats. All right, all you dirty rats. Shh. I want to introduce somebody to you. That's one shush. (laughs) Quiet. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the gargantuan Peter Tork. We were crazy to think we could get through a concert without a Cagney impression. <laughs> Hello again. How are you? That's fine. Are you happy you're here? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Are we happy we're here? Would we pay our good money to come here if we weren't going to be happy? No, you wouldn't. So I'm glad you're happy because we're happy to be here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> Hi. Oh, <laughs> He's so Peter. Yeah. I'm going to do a, 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 a square dance tune, which I hate to tell you that I don't get to... If you don't shut up, there'll be no show. There's <laughs> another one. Um, That's two. Dance tune, which I'm sorry you don't get to dance to, but you can stomp your hands or clap your feet in time to the... I say something wrong? That's show Pete right Yeah, there. exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you can save it all up till later when you get home and... and uh, if you're really good, see, listen, we're doing a record tonight. I mean, we're recording, so and it's in stereo. So wherever you're sitting now, that's where you're going to be on the record. <laughs> you might have to wait 20 years. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, I'm, I'm glad you're making yourselves heard. <laughs> All right, this is a Square Dance tune called Cripple Creek, and it goes something like this. It goes exactly it goes like exactly this. Like this. <laughs> I still say that in shows sometimes. That's awesome. Well, I married a wife in the month of June Married her up by the light of the moon We lived down on Cripple Creek We've been down there about a week I'm going down to Cripple Creek I'm going on a run Going down to Cripple Creek To have some fun Going down to Cripple Creek I'm going down to Cripple Creek I can almost see 13-year-old girls Like eyes just like glaze over uh, Like I gotta pee Yeah Where's Davey? What's going on here? But the thing is He's playing really well And it's a really cool thing but yes. I think it probably went over the heads of the ladies. I bet some people dig it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm like, you Mobile, Alabama. You don't think they enjoyed Cripple Creek? Probably Mobile. It was like standing ovation. I'm going up the Cripple Creek. I'm going on a run. I'm going up the Cripple Creek to have some fun. I'm going up the Cripple Creek. I'm going on a run. Going up the Cripple Creek to have some fun. Boom. You're such wow. a lovely audience. We'd love to take oh, here you we home go. with us. We'd love to take you home. I don't really want to stop the show, but I thought you might like to know that the singer gonna sing a song. And the man's name is Mike Nesmith. <laughs> okay. Some That's, perspective. It's always cool. But like it was just like two months ago they got knocked off the charts by Mike by <laughs> By the Beatles, yeah. Sgt. Pepper. That song, that song is two months old. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like how you heard, like, Sgt. Pepper came out on a Friday, and Friday night, Jimi Hendrix opened his show with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> like, amazing. That was a trip. Could you imagine? Heard Jimmy play it on a BBC thing, I think. I think so, yeah. Well, oh, shout first out to Hank. mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> He gets mentioned a couple times. I think he's real busy during these solo parts with a lot of instrument switching. Yeah. Hank says hello. Just picture in your head just for fun that the harmonica is Davey. <laughs> Mr. Schneider. <laughs> Might be one of the sundowners. The band... That backs up the monkeys during their solo thing. Also the opening act. Interesting. And Kim Capley from the Sundowners co-wrote uh, Hard to Believe with Davey. That would appear on the next album. Possibly recorded on tour. Maybe it was Mike on the harp because there's there's those maracas. Yeah, it could have been, man. Yeah, if anybody knows if Mike played harmonica on that part, let us know. When I first heard this song, the line that stuck out was, you can't judge a daughter by looking at her mother. <laughs> I thought that's funny. I'm a lover. Can't judge a book by looking This would definitely be a fun... Uh, a song to see live like the whole band going off and Mike dancing around the maracas oh man 
That'd be awesome. It'd be fantastic. Just for Mike to have the chance to be the Morocco man, not stuck to the guitar strumming at the troubadour. Yeah, that'd be. He's probably having a full-on blast. That'd be a great picture. Him on stage with the maracas, the suit, hat on. <laughs> man, I think they they got into the white turtlenecks for this. That's right. For their solo things, right? That's and, right. And uh, could you imagine? It'd be so sweaty as fuck. No, it'd be awful. It'd be awful to be wearing those. They kept wearing them for the head show. <laughs> Never washed them. <laughs> I think the song is about Don't Judge Me on my, my sweaty turtleneck. Can't judge a book by looking out the Yeah, that's what it that's what it symbolizes to this tour. <laughs> They started white, now they're beige, soon they'll be gray. Aren't we all? It's actually a very poignant song when you break it right down. Yeah, man. I wonder if the band had like those square guitars. Is that Bo Diddley had those square guitars? Uh, yes, Bo Diddley had the rectangular guitar. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And now, here he is, what is considered by some. To be the world's best-looking midget, David Thomas Jones, David. <laughs> two midget references. Oh, two midgets. Nice. Hello. <laughs> so jovial. From a little hill, I'm gonna build a mountain. At least I hope I will. I'm gonna build a mountain. I'm gonna build it high. <laughs> What a swinging number. I wonder why Davey chose this song. I don't know. Like we, every other guy has like a story and we understand it. But with Davey, it's just like, he just wants to swing, baby. Yes. It's in his wheelhouse. Definitely.
<laughs> Man, this going out like this again, just like the the slamming drums, Davy's voice hitting the highs. It, yeah. It's a it's groovy, man. It's, it's groovy, man. It is. I wanna build a heaven. It's almost like how he keeps going and going. I see like a huge hook the other three guys have to try to scoot Davey. I mean, he's <laughs> dancing around it. I want to find young Oh, that's where he brings it home. <laughs> the shirt is off. <laughs> Remember, tearing it up. These sundowners are good, man. That bass player, too. Toy. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Whew. Take a drink of water, kids. We're going to be here a while. You're welcome. I want to tell you how nice it is to be able to stand in front of an audience and actually hear yourself. Thank you very much. You're very nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think it's the first. I think this is the first night in 22 years I've ever been able to hear Mickey. You know, it's really nice. Thank you. I uh, dig. Wait, uh, uh, hold it, hold it. Don't start. Great. <laughs> Baby, you ought to see three. what we're gonna do next. All right. <laughs> Explodes. And now here he is, the hardest working man in show business. Our favorite mic, the man that screaming mic. Yeah. The last train to Pottsville. <laughs> Princess Gwen shows up. And I'm a deceiver. <laughs> Columbia Pictures Cooperation and Screen Gems is a proud to present His Royal Majesty Mickey James Brown <laughs> Dolan. One, two, three, four. The craziest thing about this is his whole act is completely stolen from James Brown's act. Like, for real. Oh, they do the mic pass and everything yeah, a couple thunk. times. Through this. <laughs> We're a minute in and no significant song has happened yet. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, you gotta just. See in your mind Mickey dancing around, like buzzing around like James Brown. <laughs> I wonder if he'll do it on the current tour coming up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd bring the house down. Except he's wearing the the tablecloth from a uh, Randy Skouskit. <laughs> That's what they drape over him instead of a cape. They put the Randy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Good to me. 
Russian. A double kick? <laughs> it sounds like it. It's only like one foot double kick. Mama, she's so tall. I feel so proud when I'm walking by her side. Couldn't get a better girl no matter how hard I tried. I got a woman. I time. Like, this is high energy. <laughs> high energy, Mickey. When this is going on, what do you think the other guys are doing? I'm oh, yeah. Like, are they in the dressing room or do they just like off to the side of the stage, just watching it go down? Puffing a doob. Man, that snare roll there was awesome. Maybe they are, yeah. <laughs> puffing doobs, getting ready for the last three songs. <laughs> Fast Eddie Who? Yeah. I bet you the Sundowners guys loved this part of the show. Because when they open, oh, they're opening, people are showing up, no one cares. But when they're up there with yeah. the monkeys, they've got the attention. Like, they're in the band, you know? Oh yeah, I think it's awesome. About halfway through this. About halfway through this song. It's good to me. Here's a question. Do you think the other guys were jealous at all that Mickey got such a long part for his song? I think they understand. And they appreciate what Mickey Dolan's capable of. I'd hope so. Plus, chilling backstage for like 10 minutes. Come on. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd hope so too. But like, you also know when people go home, this is what they're talking about. Remember when Mickey went crazy and had that long song and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Out (laughs) Out of the four solo performances... He gets the crowd involved. He gets to scream, yeah. Crowds love that. <laughs> Crowds love yeah. I bet you that's the most yelled thing back and forth at a concert. Like concerts of all time. A little bit louder now. A little bit louder now. Like this is the whole thing with the cape and all that. Yeah. Right now, if we started playing, you just may be the one. It would still finish before this song finished. <laughs> <laughs> this drummer is unreal. I'd like to find out his name. Or her name. It's a, it's a, I think their names are in the liner notes. I don't, I don't remember for sure, though. Maybe we could get him as a guest on the podcast. (laughs) Give him a call right now. (laughs) We got some time to kill. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's check out the traffic down in the valley. 
if it's to be believed the set list here, he goes right from this to I'm a believer. Yeah. <laughs> He's still playing drums, dying. Yeah. Then he does Randy Skowski. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here and we go. And then Stepping Stone. Yeah. But you'll notice Mickey's general demeanor during uh, I'm a Believer can be described as a lazy Elvis. <laughs> he's, he's tuckered out already, let's say. No doubt. He just played the song for eight minutes. Okay. So at least I'm sitting down, but Whoa. goddamn. Yeah. It's not even he just has to play drums. He has to play drums and sing. Oh, at first they buy some time for him to catch a breather with the, the flash thing. Gets to ring out his wool shirt. Hey, listen, we're going to play a game. And we're gonna, it's going to be a big flash. Because what it is is everybody flashes their flash cubes at the same time. And uh, that's a pretty big flash. If you like big flashes, you'll like this. If you don't, you're going to hate it. <laughs> the purpose, or one of the other ideas, is so that everybody who forgot to bring a flash cube is going to get a flash picture anyway. Because as soon as Mickey comes out here, we're going to go like one, it, two, flash. And this is something definitely of the time. Flash cubes and things? Flash cubes. In case you didn't bring one. Can you imagine how many smashed flash cubes are down on the ground after, like, events? Just pop <laughs> them at your camera, throw them on the ground. Oh, God. With all the cigarette butts. Okay, ready now? So much horribleness. The flash is on three. Okay? Here we go. Everybody ready? Okay, here we go. One, two, flash! Right into it. Yep. Yeah, he sounds exhausted. I think he invented mumble rap right there. Oh, yeah? Did you read that somewhere? I did, in the source. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking about the invention of mumble rap with Mickey Dolenz. Who's on the keys now, you think? Pete? It's Pete. Yeah. It's gotta be Pete. Yeah, uh, we've said it before and I'll say it again now, especially because I'm a Believer, one of their biggest songs. Like, the garage band version of I'm a Believer. I'm not saying it's better than the other version, but there's more to it to me. You know what I mean? Oh, the rawness, the realness of it. I freaking love oh, yeah. it. <laughs> Could teach Smash Mouth a thing or two. Yeah. Whatever, Smash Mouth. Oh, 
Yes, it's I gotta give her at the end? Yeah. Oh, he's trying, he's trying. <laughs> it's killing me. I wonder if any young kids who were like into Shrek and the Smash Mouth version got into the monkeys because of that. Like if that was a gateway for some people. Well, maybe. I, I hope so. If it was, let us know on the website. Yeah, on the website. On YouTube. On the website. The weblog. Aha, some of you already know what it is. <laughs> Mickey has written only one, he says. It's not so, Mickey. You wrote another one. I heard you sing Happy Birthday the other day. He wrote the song, and it's so far out that not even Mickey knows what it means. I don't care. He barely knows how to spell it. <laughs> this is an interesting one to throw on this live set. Us. Not in a bad way, just it's like, oh, yeah. But yeah, they're, well, they're technically pushing headquarters. Exactly, yeah. The direction they're going. And uh, so it's this, this threshold crossing from like the first two albums, season one, and now it's like yeah, things are getting serious musically. Here's a few songs from it, but here's also, you know, the hits as well. And it's, it's also a, a song that Mickey wrote, right? It's like he's proud yes. of this song. He's out there doing it now as well. Yeah. This plus all the Mike songs, half the songs on the record are written by monkeys that's of the a, monkey song that's awesome yeah it's it's such a moment like I'm so glad they did record these things and release it because it is like oh, yeah. the, the the snake shedding its skin kind of thing it's right in the middle of it Man, the, the background vocal is there. It's almost like a monotone drone to it. I love it. Yeah. And this part's awesome. So is Mickey playing drums at this part? I think he is, but... Psychedelic! Because I don't know if he'd be up front banging the big drum. And you get, like, Davey on the drums. Because I don't even think they show it on the... Uh... No. When they shot that uh, on tour thing, it wasn't even part of the set yet. No, I don't think so. Hearing Mike sing this part for the live stuff instead of double Mickey's. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And now here we go. This song, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, right here, I feel is almost the pinnacle of live monkeys. Everything is uh, absolutely running according to clockwork. My drums are disintegrating. That is if you have a $3 clock. (laughs) We'd like to do a song for you now that uh, was one of our singles, uh, as opposed to one of our triples. That feedback, that... Oh my god. This is a gnarly record, man. Yo, man, this is fantastic. This. Like. 
pull into it okay. so wicked the bass is distorted. Everybody, clap your hands, come on. Yeah, this is, it's almost, it's almost like scary and ominous. It, you know what I mean? It's almost like unnerving at this point. It's like, ooh, what's happening here? The first tingles of an acid frenzy. <laughs> I love that. Yes. We've mentioned it before, but the background vocals in this version are transcendent. It's Hang on to your seats. You know the song's The Monkees, and you know it's them playing it, but it just seems so much more badass than anything you could have Imagine coming out of them. It's like a even everything else is faster live, but this is like a, a tiny shade slower, yeah. more ominous. Yeah. Till they till they blow it up here. It's like you want to hear a version of the Melvins covering Step and Stone when you hear this version <laughs> of Step and Stone. Yeah, sludge rock. Work got invented right here. That version that Peter just did right there, those background vocals, I don't understand what it does, but it it's so amazing to me. It just like pulls me it, in it or hits something. You? It gets all trippy. Yeah. So wicked. I know I'm just like fanboying out here and everything, but this is amazing <laughs> to me right now. It's just. <laughs> well, I have to think about it. They really did it. Exactly. They did. They didn't just become a band. They became like kick ass. Yeah. And I feel that's the kind of thing a lot of people don't know about the monkeys playing live and playing their own instruments. It's like, yeah, they didn't just play their instruments. It's like, they played them, but not exactly like the record. They made it their <laughs> own thing. They're almost like... For real. The monkeys live are an amazing monkeys cover band. Monkeys real life is covering monkeys TV. <laughs> and it sounds like okay. monkeys real life doing it. Well, imagine being the kind of fan who picked this up in June 87 and then Pool It comes out exactly yeah but like this right here man
Stepping Stone is like Beastie Boys ending every concert with sabotage. It's like you couldn't <laughs> top this, so just put it last every time because it's that great. I feel out of breath. And off they go. Because, yeah, what were they going to play after that? Yeah. Going to buy me a dog? (laughs) (laughs) No way. For real. Okay. So there you have it, folks. Uh, The Monkeys Live 1967. One of my favorite monkey discs, for real, in terms of... uh, just how much fun it is yeah. and the, the quality of the tunes. And uh, speaking of the tunes, I, uh, I did the math on the uh, track uh, distribution across the records. Uh, from the first record, there's three tunes. From More of the Monkeys, there's four tunes. From Headquarters, there's four tunes. One non-album B-side, The Girl I Knew Somewhere. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. The, it, it, it's a great set of tunes, and I hadn't listened to this record in quite some time. And then when we decided we we're going to do it, then I was like, okay, I'm not going to listen to it until we re-listen to it just to kind of get a more, uh, a bigger, not a bigger reaction, but like a more uh, natural reaction. Genuine? Yeah. More genuine oh, okay. reaction. And uh, yeah, it blew me away. I forgot how really great it was and how, how again, like with this version of the monkeys, this is really the only time if you ever saw them, you just saw the four monkeys playing mm-hmm. together every time yeah. after that they have a backing band and like Mickey's up front singing, he's playing guitar, you know, all this other stuff is going on. But right in this very small period of Monkey's yeah. Live, you got to see the, them as the band that they were. And just that few months, just a handful of months between um, Headquarters and Pisces Aquarius, Capricorn and Jones. Yeah. And here they are, uh, like the height of their fame, pretty much. Agreed. Like musically and with the show. And just pop culture impact in general. Yeah. And they just got back from London hanging out with the Beatles. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and everything is going along. Like, to, I feel right there with them, like, the the world was very looking very open. they just done headquarters. They have, like, control of their own stuff. Show's going well. <laughs> and it's like, all right, off we go, dudes. <laughs> so it's a good moment, good time to be a, a monkey at this time. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know, I guess so, yeah, wrapping this up, I guess. Yeah, I guess we are wrapping this up. But that was a good time, man. Oh, yeah. This, this was a great episode. Even just like from our point, I don't know if it, maybe it doesn't sound like a great episode, just us listening to music and then talking over it. But <laughs> I had a great time doing it. I hope you did too. A big two-parter, which we didn't see coming yeah. originally. Yeah, well, you know, got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, I think the shush count made it all the way to three. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's funny telling the crowd to shush. <laughs> shush! <laughs> Such a a Mike and Peter thing to do. Like <laughs> trying to, try to play some music here. Yeah, Davey and Mickey are like louder, louder. And Mike and Peter are like, shush, listen to me. <laughs> listen to my music here. Jeez, shut up. <laughs> I like that Peter does say, if you don't shut up, <laughs> we're going to go home. <laughs> There'll be no show. <laughs> oh man he tells me shut up amazing amazing <laughs> well alright thank you all for checking this out it was a cool episode I hope you enjoyed it as oh, much yeah. as we did <laughs> we sure did <laughs> alright so from me Paco 
Hey, me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>